0: Well, I'm excited because we're in a series called Inspire that Pastor Dustin uh, kicked us off last week. It must have worn out because he took vacation today. And so thank you, Cliff, and the rest of the worship team for leading us today. It's great to have uh, some great volunteers, some great people leading us. Uh, but we're in a series that he launched last week called Inspire. And uh, it's kind of, do you know, those of you who weren't here the last couple of weeks, you missed a lot. I can't bring you all up to speed. Go watch October 1st, okay? And then, Or talk to your neighbor next door. Most of you talk, so I'm sure you've talked to one another. But we have four core values of a church. This isn't something new. It's something for the last six or seven years that you've heard over and over. And last week, Pastor Dustin preached the first message about that we believe that we're called as a value to reach wide. And I love what he said. He said, our reach as a church is only will be as wide as you the church. And and basically you've been strategically placed in your community in our community you've been strategically placed in your work you've been strategically placed at your high school middle school grade school you've been strategically placed in your neighborhoods God has strategically placed you there and we're only as strong and we will only reach as wide as you the church you are the church And we'll only reach as wide as we do that Today I'm going to be talking about our second value Grow deep Next week we'll be talking about unleashing compassion I'm excited to share something exciting next week with you And then the following week raise up Our last one is to raise up the next generation Uh, And we believe that the future of the church is today uh, That's not tomorrow And we want to raise up the next generation Today's inspire message is about growing deep and we can't grow wide I mean we can't reach wide until we grow deep I think of my three large trees you all know I'm not a very good green thumb um I do well just to keep the grass that I have It's not as bad as you think it is But it's not what my neighbor's is And it's certainly not what Bob's is next door Which I tell Bob, my neighbor I'm just there to make you look good That's why I exist on our block Is to make you look good, you and Roger And so uh, that's what our job is But your, your lawn looks great um, tree, uh, We have these trees Rabbits, trails, squirrel um, We have these big trees And I love them They provide great shade but we know that below the ground, the, it's bigger than what's above the ground. As big as those trees are, the roots are deeper. And we, in order to reach wide and to be effective, we need to grow deep roots. And so we want to be a church that reaches wide, but we also want to grow deep so we can reach wide as well. And we really debated this six or seven years ago as a pastoral team and staff of about either uh, saying grow deep or teach deep. And words matter, and we landed on Grow Deep because to teach deep doesn't require personal accountability and personal responsibility. It's just, hey, pastor, teach us. Honestly, you can get way better messages on the internet. You can get awesome teaching. I love a, I'm love, i a message junkie. I love, to, I love to watch your pastor, Kevin. Man, what a dynamic preacher he is. Um, pastor Brett was the same way. I love to watch great preaching. But we don't want to just teach deep because that's a high order to maybe to keep up with but we want to grow deep because grow deep means we're applying God's word we're not just studying God's word and it's great that we study God's word but James one twenty two says that don't deceive yourselves if if we're not doing the word, if we're not acting upon the word, we're deceiving ourselves. We're called to do what it says. So we want to apply God's word. We wanna, don't want to just talk the talk, but we want to walk the walk. This is my daughter last week, my youngest, Riley, senior in Olivet Nazarene University. And uh, she ran for World Vision in the Chicago Marathon last week. I saw the claps for World Vision because it was to raise water. They've raised like $80 million. I can't remember what it is. Uh, Over the years, they've raised an obscene amount of money. Olivet broke a record over $80,000 last year that the students raised. And it's for a good cause To be in the Chicago Marathon, you either have to qualify or you have to run for an organization like World Vision uh, to be a part of it. And uh, what she didn't know is, um, well, let me just get to what I do know, because that would be better, is back in March or April, World Vision came to the college, spoke to about 2,500 students. Many of them got excited, were inspired, but when all the dust settled, only 60 ended up running last Sunday in the race, we're called to be a people of action, not just to get excited or inspired, but inspire means action, to, to, to move, to do something, to, to grow deep. And we're going to look at one of the Apostle Paul's letters today. Um, the Apostle Paul wrote... Uh, half of the New Testament 13 or 14 of the books of the New Testament about two-thirds of the New Testament we received the Apostle Paul who went and started all these churches he loved these churches they, they were his they were his baby I mean they, he loved these churches and he would send letters back to these churches encouraging them but also admonishing them and a lot of letters honestly were hard to hear because it was like you guys need to get with it you guys need to grow up. That was a lot of his letters. Because he loved them, he gave them tough love. Today's letter to the Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians, it was not that. This was a letter of, great job, good job, keep up the good work. He was actually surprised. His mentee, Timothy, was sent to give a report back about how the church was doing there because they were facing opposition and persecution and struggles And so Timothy came back to Paul and said, Hey, despite the opposition, despite despite the persecution and the struggles, their faith is growing. They're producing great fruit. It's awesome what's happening to them. And so Paul writes this letter that's a little different than some of his other letters. He's like, Good job. Way to go. Despite the opposition, despite the struggles, you're staying strong in the faith. And so he writes these words. We always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. Uh, Friends I want you to know your pastors thank you for your love this this month but we we feel appreciated all the time we love you we pray for you every Monday as we start our staffing. And the first thing that we do is we pray for the church we pray for specific needs that you turn in we pray for those, those things and Heather and I pray for you often together and I don't think there's hardly a day that goes by that I'm not praying for the church that I'm praying for you both specifically for needs but also just for our church that our church would be the church that would make an impact in our world and community. I, I resonate with Paul's words. He's thanking God for a great church. I thank God for a great church and what he's doing here and what he's going to do. He goes on to say we remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith. If you have your Bibles I'd circle three things. Your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love and your endurance inspired by Hope in the Lord Jesus Christ sound familiar Paul used these other words like I used at a wedding I officiated last night 1 Corinthians 13 and now these three remain faith hope and love and the greatest of these is love they're the only things that are going to last forever everything else is going to pass away except the word of God faith hope and love and the Thessalonians he's commending them man your, your faith produced in love faith produces good work if you have your notes today sometimes they're not as much as this if you love note taking today this is your day this is your dream day so congratulations it won't be like this every week um, true faith produces good work what is that good work well the Thessalonians they were producing other disciples, other believers. Their church, the church was growing. They were being effective despite opposition, despite struggles. True faith produces good work. True love prompts action. Talked about First Corinthians thirteen and uh, most weddings. I do. I mostly often share that, and I don't want it to be words we just say. But we're talking about how love is an action. It's a verb. It's not a feeling. It's not an adjective. Now those feelings can follow, but it's an action. It's, love is an action. It's not an adjective. And finally, true hope inspires endurance. And the Thessalonians, the Paul was commending them, saying, hey, your faith, your love, your hope, it's producing. It's making an impact. In our communities, and you're gonna see here in the the scriptures that follows, you're gonna see the impact that their faith, hope, and love was making in their community. He goes on to say, For we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that He has chosen you, because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with action, with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction. We have deep convictions as a church Now a lot of people have deep convictions But those deep convictions aren't founded They're not on a solid foundation Our deep convictions are in the word of God It's in the 66 books by the 40 authors we believe That is inspired by the word of God We're going to talk about that today But we have these strong convictions as a church This is a great day if you're new here today This is a great day to be here Because you're going to find out what we believe and why we believe it And uh, so first I want to share that because of God's word We have these core convictions We have these core beliefs that you'll find not only on our website But our general church, the Nazarene Church's website You'll find these core beliefs I just want to hit quickly That we believe first of all that God, that God is one The Lord our God, the Lord our God is one But he's three distinct persons Father, Son, Holy Spirit Now that's way above my pay grade it's way above anybody's pay grade in here to, uh, to not only understand it, but to even to talk about it. It is something that we accept by faith, and God is so mysterious that if your goal is to figure out God, you'll never figure it out because God is greater than the greatest imagination here, greater than our, our, our greatest thoughts. What kind of God would it be if we had a God that we could figure out? If we had a God that we could manage? Our God is awesome. He is so amazing. And we believe in the inspired word of God. We believe that the Old and New Testament scriptures given by plenary inspiration. Plenary means complete. It's whole. It's finished. An inspired word of God containing all truth necessary to faith and Christian living. Our foundation is the word of God. We believe that our faith is founded in the scriptures we believe also that mankind we believe that man is born with a fallen nature and is therefore inclined to evil and that continually that's not everybody's worldview there are many that think that no we're innately born good and we become bad that's that's we don't believe that just look at any two-year-old that throws a tantrum the terrible twos and you'll know that we are born with an evil inclination now, it doesn't mean they're terrible, and we discard them. God didn't discard us because of that, but we need to have the right—we need to have the right view that we are born, that we are born with sin and inclination of evil. That because of that, we're lost. We believe that the finally, the repentant are hopelessly, internally lost. Those who don't repent, those—and that's why we believe that we need a Savior. We need Jesus. That Jesus is the atonement for us. He's the one that's made us brand new inside. He's the one that's given us hope and given us victory over sin. Uh, He's just He's made us justified before God. He's put us in right standing before God. We don't preach a Jesus that just makes our life better. He does. We don't preach a Jesus that will help us live better. He does. We preach a Jesus that we need a Savior we need a savior we need to be saved from our sins we're hopelessly and eternally lost without a savior we don't need a self help Jesus we need a Jesus who saves us from our sins that's the Jesus that we believe in we believe in sanctification we believe that the believers are to be sanctified holy through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ what it is to be sanctified sanctified is a big word for we're called to be set apart we're called to be different not better But we should look different. And not of our own power. But through the power of the Holy Spirit in us. That he not only forgives us. I love our theology in this way. He not only forgives us. But he wants us to live victoriously. He doesn't want us just to survive. He wants us to thrive. He wants believers to have victory over sin. Does that mean we're going to be perfect? No. Does it mean that every Uh, everything well I just can't help myself I can't do it do we sin yes do we have to sin all the time no we don't have to live in habitual sin Christ has come to give us victory through the power of the Holy Spirit we believe that the Holy Spirit bears witness to the newest new birth and also to entire sanctification of believers sanctification is when we make Jesus our Lord we love a Savior everyone loves a Savior But when it gets good is when we surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And he's not only our Savior, but he becomes our Lord. That's when it gets fun. That's when it gets exciting. That's when it gets scary, too. Because there's things that God calls us to that we don't have the power on our own. We need the Holy Spirit to do. And lastly, we believe in the Lord's return. Praise God. We believe that Jesus is coming again. Now, the Nazarene church allows for different ways that we believe that can happen. Some think the, the, the rapture is going to happen, the church is going to be taken up. Others believe that we're going to go through a great tribulation and persecution. Our church embraces that, hey, it's okay. We interpret scripture, scripture, scripture a little bit differently there. What we all agree on is this He's coming back. Jesus is going to return he's going to receive his church he's going to receive the bride of Christ he's going to welcome us back and for those of us who are followers of Jesus we want to help others become followers of Jesus because we don't want us to, people to stay eternally lost we want them to be ready for the Lord's return we want to grow deep the Thessalonians they were growing deep in faith in love in in hope, their faith and love and hope. Some some Christians today they have a strong faith, but they don't have any love. Or they have strong love, but they don't have a strong faith. It's kind of like when Jesus said He came full of grace and truth. And there's those Christians that they're full of grace, but they have no truth, and they're about a mile wide and an inch deep. And, and then there's those that are all truth, and and, and no love and no one wants to be around them they're a bad apple they don't, they don't inspire us to want to be Christians when they're all truth and there's no love there's no grace the reality is we need all fullness of truth and grace that we're sinners in need of a savior but praise God he came to save us and Jesus has come to forgive us Paul went on to say in verse 6 he said to the Thessalonians he said you became imitators of us Paul and his posse I mean, he had other maturing believers that were with him that helped establish these churches. And he said, hey, you and the Thessalonians, you became imitators imitators of us and of the Lord. For you welcomed the message in the most severe suffering with joy given by the Holy Spirit. And so you became a model to all believers in Macedonia and Achaia. How do we grow a deep faith? How do we grow deep love? How do we grow this deep hope? Paul tells us it's to imitate and model. Imitate and model. Imitate believers that were inspired by their faith, their hope, and their love, and then to model that to others. That's called discipleship. It's called mentoring. It's called helping. uh, We all should have people that we aspire to. Uh, The Apostle Paul, you know, he, 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 he said that um, and so let me give you four questions first For you note takers that will come up to me afterwards And say you didn't give me that Okay who are you imitating That's question number one Who are you imitating We're all imitating someone I know there may be a few of you that are in here saying Hey I'm an original There's no one like me There is no one like you You got that absolutely correct Praise God And I say that about all of us we're all unique we're all different and we're all weird in our own ways we are unique God made us each unique but we are imitators and we all imitate someone and you know John Maxwell says the people who you are going to be in five years is the people that you hang around with and the books that you read the things that you feed your mind with and the people that you associate with that's who are you happy with the people that you're following that you're imitating do you have Christians you're seeking to emulate we all we all should have this I have people that man I just look there's some of you I can't call you out in here because then you'll think I'm playing favorites or whatever there's people in this church that I'm going God I'm I'm their pastor I feel inadequate to be their pastor because I love their relationship with the Lord I love their faith I love their hope I, I, I love how they love that's how I want to be when I grow up you know that's how I want to be when I grow up spiritually we should all have people that we want to emulate and then in turn what are you modeling to others are we living a life that inspires others to follow Jesus this is convicting are we living a life that that others that we would say as the apostle Paul said follow me as I follow Christ Paul wasn't saying follow me just to follow me he was saying follow me as I follow Christ And there are some in this church and previous churches that I pastored that I just look up to and I follow them because of their relationship with Jesus Christ. We should have that, but then we should turn around and we should be models to others that are following Jesus. Are you inspiring others to follow Jesus? Not perfectly. This isn't about being perfect. Far from it. I gotta get off the stage if that's the qualification. But it's about the heart. The heart. It's about our heart of wanting to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength and to love our neighbor as ourself. To incorporate in the ingredients of faith, hope, and love. I believe this, inspiring growing Christians imitate inspiring growing Christians and become a model that inspires others. It's that simple. Inspiration is contagious and it grows. You've been around things that are inspiring, I was doing some research on the Chicago Marathon. I thought it was so cool when I was kind of studying what Riley was getting ready to run in. I thought it was so cool that the birth of the Chicago Marathon, its inception when it was born, is the same year that our local church was born. We're two years older than the denomination itself. The Chicago Marathon and our church was started in 1905 with humble beginnings With our church, it was a couple ladies that began to pray for this community, began to start some Bible studies because they wanted to make an impact for Jesus in this Hutchison community. And the Chicago Marathon had humble beginnings. It started in 1905 as well with 20 registrations, 15 that showed up to the starting line and seven who finished at the starting line. And that inspiration has been building. Last week they set a record. Nearly 50,000 runners. And I got to be a part of it. I got to be a part of a world record. So I'm getting ready to tell you. Heather, I mean, Riley got inspired last by by this story. She got inspired by this. She decided she was going to run with her friends. Because she watched some of her friends run last year. She felt like she was missing out. So she ran. She got inspired. I privately began to get inspired myself but I was afraid to tell anyone including Heather including my wife and so I just said Riley where are you going to be in June when we go to visit you and your sister in Florida how, how far you'll be running she go five miles I was like I can do that I said I'm going to run get up to five miles so I can run that with you and I ran with them in Florida I knew I was going to see him at a wedding in Kansas City of a family member in July I said what are you going to be by the time we get to the wedding she said eight miles. I said, I think I can do that. So I began to do her regiment. She'd send me weekly what they're running for. And I was just saying, I was just doing this to encourage Riley privately. I mean, I was kind of dreaming about the Chicago Marathon myself, except you have to qualify or you have to be running with an organization that has names. And so those were all full. So I began to aspire privately for a Kansas City Marathon that, was, is, that is this Saturday. And so I just began to privately, and I said, Hey, when we take you back to Olivet in August, where are you going to be there? And she says, It's 16 miles. I said, I'm out. <laughs> no, I didn't. I said, Oh, boy. But I said, I'm going to try. And so I began to train, and we met, and I was able to run that 16 miles. And I'd been telling Heather uh, that I just wanted to get to 16 with her, and then I was going to be done. I lied. And so when I was done I said, "Hey, I'm going to the next I'm going to keep keep running and see what I can do." And there's just can't it and Heather was like, "You're an idiot." I've had two injections in the last couple months in this left foot just to get me going by one of our own members who's willing to give me drugs. And so he injected me Scott's not here today so I can say whatever I want About him he's one of our greeters in the First service and so Scott gave me A couple injections prescribed by our Doctor Dr. Starkey here another person That's prescribed drugs for me I don't know what to think about Some of the people in our church but Anyway they, they gave me some Drugs there and so I was gonna Get ready for this Kansas City Marathon And last week we were gonna we'll watch Riley And run around Chicago get on trains And watch as much of her that we could Um and I was going to run in two weeks Friday we got to uh, Olivet Nazarene University I said Heather I haven't ran all week if I'm going to run the Kansas City Marathon I have to run today and so as soon as we got there I got into my running clothes was running along the Kankakee River half mile into the race this was my bad ankle two two injections I was on a flat surface no rocks no uneven services and I rolled my right ankle a half mile in and I'm like oh man I just want to watch Riley run this race so we got some ice packs I iced it all night we bought the thing at Walgreens you know to, to wrap it up had that went to the registration in Chicago on Saturday limped around and Riley gets this message from a friend a guy friend who's having ankle problems nonetheless and he can't run the race but he'd like to, he's a college student he'd like to recruit some of the money that he paid for that registration you're not supposed to buy someone else's registration but I did and I said Heather I'm going to do this And she goes you're an idiot I mean she didn't say that but she was like you're not going to run this You just rolled your ankle yesterday I said this is my only chance I'll either have adrenaline to run this tomorrow Or after three miles off to bow out But we won't be out much the Chicago Marathon is so much more prestigious than the Kansas City Marathon And she was not with me Until we had to write down what we were running for Riley was running for water That's pretty cool the people that we take water for granted that she was running for that but i wrote on mine for mary heather's mother who's battling cancer at that moment her heart changed and she was like i don't have, care if you have to crawl across the finish line you're going to finish for my mom she was with me at that point and so we got up the next morning And uh, I'm going to shorten the story. I got in the race. I ran the first seven miles with Riley. It was way too fast of a pace. I wasn't going to be able to keep up. And I said, Riley, go run your race. You're awesome. Go get it. And she said, let's take one last selfie. We took one last selfie. She finished about 30 uh, minutes ahead of me. I began to run. I began to get inspired my ankles were holding up. Praise the Lord. There was other places that were hurting. I stopped at every biofreeze station, and I lathered up. There was four of those stations throughout the race. I lathered up. Before the race, I ran into the executive pastor at Valparaiso Church of the Nazarene. His daughter was running in it. He's like, I've run three of these. This is your first time? I said, oh, this is my first time. He goes, you got drugs? And I was like, no, what are you talking about? He goes, oh, you gotta have drugs to get through the race. And I was like... What? And she goes, Olivia. He called over his daughter. He goes, you got drugs for pastor here? He's being loud. And I'm like, okay, what do you he goes, hey, you got to take ibuprofen, four of these to start the race, four of them halfway through the race, and four of them when you have six miles left. You, and you got to eat food with it because your stomach's already going to be messed up. And I, I can say this in second service, probably not in first service, but this is so true. I saw about 20 signs that said, after mile 20, don't trust a fart. That is so <laughs> True. That is so true. (laughs) Funny but true. And so, yeah, I I took, I didn't take drugs to start the race, but I took it halfway through and I took it through and all the bio-free stations. And somehow, someway, God helped my ankles hold up and be strong. The rest of my body is breaking apart. But I was able to run across the finish. I was inspired. I was inspired. (laughs) Yeah. Normally, I wouldn't say clap, but I'll just do like bones today. Your dad, you know, I'll just be like, yeah, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, it was hard work. It was my first race. I set a personal record, and I will not run one again. <laughs> so it, it was awesome. I don't want to limp like you, Jerry, for the rest of my life. So, um, anyway, um, inspiring and growing Christians. Inspiration is contagious, and it grows. Uh, Scott Kaywood who gave me the injections who greets most Sundays in our first service he was sending me texts afterwards how'd it go, how'd you do and I was replying back he said I'm getting the bug now he goes I think I'm gonna do it I'd like to do it maybe he goes I don't know he I'm kind of inspired by you and I said you should do it he's not here today so I can say this Scott is going to run a marathon in the next 12 months he's going to do it he didn't say that to me and I'm not a prophet but I'm prophesying over him today he is going to run a marathon in the next 12 months he's going to do it because inspiration is contagious and it grows and that's what happened in Thessalonica the Lord's message it rang out he said, Paul said to the Thessalonians, the message has rung out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, your faith in God has become known everywhere. I mean, it's just going everywhere. Everyone's hearing about this. And you haven't just inspired me, your mentor. You're inspiring everyone else, your faith, your hope, your love. You're, you're, it's contagious. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep, keep going. Keep inspiring others. Keep making an impact. So today I want to just end with four impact or four things as inspired church that we're moving towards, Lord willing, four next steps that we believe that all of us should be taking in our walk with God, that we should be emulating from others, that we should be imitating from others, and then modeling from others. We... This is hopefully Lord willing This is kind of the new logo that you're looking at Here's what I want to show you something today This is the outline of our church It's a soft outline of our Because we're known as the round church Or the spaceship church or the Galaxy Church, or the Star Trek Church, or the Star Wars Church. We're no, so we didn't want to lose that completely because we're kind of known for this. It's a very subtle, but we have four pillars, four next steps that we believe that has been going on since the church was launched two thousand years ago. Uh, this isn't new, but they are discipleship steps. They are um, they're disciplines. You know we have personal disciplines To read the Bible regularly And to pray regularly And and that helps us grow closer to the Lord But these are corporate disciplines And I just want to share those with you We're just giving them a name It's nothing new But the first one I'll talk about is invite The second one is impact The third one is engage And the fourth one is invest I just want to break those down real quick Are Things that we've been doing But we're just giving it a definition We're giving it a name this morning To invite is to worship To invite us to worship. To accept Christ's invitation into our lives to worship him. That's what it is. When we accept Jesus Christ into our heart and our life, we're saying we're no longer going to worship ourselves. We're no longer going to be about me and myself we're going to be about God's kingdom we're going to be about Jesus because of what he's done for us an invitation from God an invitation from Jesus to worship him and when we worship God when we worship Jesus through our lives and through our corporate worship it's inspiring and we're instructed by the writer of Hebrews, and let us consider how we may spur or inspire one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up on the habit of meeting together. Can I just say, COVID created some bad habits? It created some bad habits, and some are having a tough time getting out of bad habits. We can get into good habits and we can get in bad habits, but we are meant and in inspiring. Christians that I have wanted to emulate my life after that have inspired me, this is a part of their practice. They're part of worship. They're they're a corporate worship. You guys are going to recognize this. This is from your church in Lakeland Florida Pastor Kevin they have these shirts that they pass out and it says sit with me on the front I think it says ask me about Sundays they're building a they've built a culture of invitation and we as the church we want to worship God and we want to invite others it's not just about inviting Jesus into our life it's about inviting everyone else to the party and I love how they're encouraging their people to sit with me but here's the problem we can't ask people to sit with us if we're AWOL if we're not present, if we're not there, we, we inspiring, growing Christians. They are a part of worship. Impact. That's to serve. We're going to have impact teams going forward in the future. It's not new. They're already in place. We're just giving a name. We have impact teams serving today with our, with our, in our children's, volunteers. Impact teams on Wednesday night with our student leaders on on our high school and our middle school. With our hospitality team. With our coffee bar. With those behind the scenes that are running the tech and the media and our social media. We have all these different things where people are serving because Jesus gave us the example He didn't come to be served. He came to serve and to give his life. And he's called us to do the same. The third is to engage. Our vehicle to engage, and that's not a typo, I'll get back to that, is life groups or we have a couple Sunday school classes or Bible studies or coffee shops where you gather together to fellowship with other believers to inspire each other hold each other accountable the early church did this they worshiped together at the temple each day but then they met in homes for the Lord's Supper and they shared their meals with great joy and generosity now I know the word engage you would think en which is the more common engage is a word it's not made up but it's less common And I don't believe we're meant to be common. We're meant to be less common. We're meant to be set apart for God's purpose. But here's the meaning of this engaged spelling to pledge oneself in a particular course of action or relationship, or used to describe a deeper level of engagement meant to create a sense of connection, involvement, and participation in a more meaningful way. We were meant for deep, meaningful relationships. And I'm glad we gather together as the church. And that's the invite, the worship I'm glad we do that But we're also called to gather A small group of believers Because we grow better When we grow small When we're growing together When we all are participating And we're all a part of it And the last one is to invest The last pillar is to invest in the mission Jesus said don't store up for yourselves Treasures here on earth Where moths and eat and them And rust destroys them And where thieves break in and steal Store treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there your desires of your heart will be also. Well, your 403B, your 401K, it could be here today and gone tomorrow. We've seen that. It can go up thousands and go down thousands. I and mean, we just can't, you can't count on that. The investment in the kingdom of God, though, is an investment that lasts forever, it's eternal. I've been doing some math in recent days in our ministry and even in these last eight and a half years that we've been here and I've done some quick math that our, our giving, Heather and I's giving is larger than our retirement plan. It's larger than our 403B. It's not that impressive because I started late and my retirement plan isn't all that big. But I will say at the same time, we don't regret it. We don't wish we would have given more to our 403B because that's not anything that's going to last forever. One day it's all going to be gone. There's no U-Hauls going into heaven. We can't follow us with us. But the investment that we make in the kingdom of God when we, when we work together to do ministry, to invest in the mission so other people can find Jesus, inspiration is contagious and it grows. The, the Thessalonians, the faith, hope, and love that was working together faith, hope, and love working together for us. Us inviting, the inspiring others by inviting, by impacting others, by, by engaging with other believers, by investing in the kingdom of God. That's what we're about. And the last couple of weeks since we announced that we're moving to change our name to Inspire Church, uh, officially by the state will be Inspire Church of the Nazarene. We're not leaving the Church of the Nazarene. But to those who are on the outside, they'll see Inspire Church Lord willing we're going to vote on that next Sunday I'll talk about that A lot of you since that day of October 1st Have been asking how do we become members How do we become a part of this Even some of you that have been here for a while You've been asking that question Well we've given you And I've given you today Really what it is to be a member To be all in It's to say count me in Some of you are doing this and you're not even a member But you're you're doing the things that I'm going to talk about to count me in is to go from hey cheering us on we talk about being for our community and we believe that i see some of you wearing your four shirts we believe that we want people to know that god is for them and so we need to be for them so they can know god is for them we want to be for our community but in order for us to be for others that don't know christ and are far from him we have to have those of you too that come along and are with us and not just for us it's like coming out of the stands and being a spectator and suiting up and getting on the field it's like going from being a consumer to being a contributor but coming alongside and being with us and we need more that will be with us that will be so we can be for our community and let people know that God is for them to count me in is four things today the first is it's a professional faith in Jesus Christ now you don't have to be a member or count me in To be a member of the kingdom of God, to be part of the family of God. That's independent of itself. But to be all in where you're professing a faith in Jesus Christ to be a part of our church. Two, it's to share in our core beliefs that I shared with us today, our core convictions. It's to embrace our core values, to reach wide, to grow deep, to unleash compassion. We'll talk about next Sunday. I'm so excited about next Sunday. And I've got an exciting announcement for us and the unleashing of compassion. And finally, uh, to uh, invest in the kingdom of God, it's those core values, and finally, it's to commit to our next step: invite, impact, engage, and invest. That's what it is. It's to be all in. And let me just say something about you. May be thinking, "Man, I'm I'm doing good here. I'm doing good here. I'm struggling here. I'm struggling." Let me just share something. I struggled through that race last week. That's an understatement. I was humbled and inspired at the same time to see grandmas and grandpas pass me up that's no joke I was like you kidding me and I wanted to run faster I just couldn't run faster there was a guy that I I would see him and then he would disappear I'd see him he would disappear I don't know if he was an angel but he was from Minnesota so he couldn't have been but it said welcome to Minnesota or, or hello Minnesota the guy was about 80 years old and he was I was never I don't think ahead of him he was always popping up in front of me I'm like God give me the strength to at least pass this guy you know this is embarrassing and I don't know if he really was 60 and running's been that hard on him (laughs) I don't know what the deal was but I was like man this is inspiring I just got to try to keep up with this guy but what really inspired me was another lady maybe my age I'm being judgmental here I felt like I looked like I was in better shape than she was but she was constantly ahead of me in the race and I wanted to catch up with her too and I told my body to run faster and just wouldn't but I loved the shirt that she had on she had her name on the back of it and it said Jen and keep in mind I saw this off and on I mean people come and go and disappear there's just a lot of runners different places and I saw on her back she said Jen moving forward is a pace moving forward is a pace became my mantra. I was like, Lord, moving forward's a pace. I just, moving forward's a pace. And some of you may be thinking, man, I'm just, I'm moving that direction. Or I'm moving forward, but I'm, I'm not quite there in one the more of these areas. But my intention is, and I'm moving that direction. I'm making steps in that direction. I'm going to tell you today, moving forward is a pace. I mean, they had pace setters that were like three and a half hours. If you want to run three and a half hours. If you want to run four, I mean the world record Holder last week from Kenya Two hours, 35 seconds It was crazy There was those that had four hours, 20 minutes There was those that had four hours, 40 minutes If I had been holding a sign it would just simply said slow Or slower Because there was people in front of me And plenty of them But if you're just Making next steps You're committed to making next steps You're all in Count me in just keep moving forward moving forward is a pace moving forward is a pace today uh next sunday we're gonna vote on um the name change from first church of the nazarene it's not our first name change we were first holiness church back in the day and before that we were apostolic holiness church be our fourth name inspire church next week uh, for this to happen our districts already voted unanimously on it Uh, the board and staff obviously is fully behind this but it has to be a vote of the membership and next Sunday after each of the services you can have an opportunity to vote next Wednesday uh, not this Wednesday but the next Wednesday from 6 to 7 you could vote on this and uh, to vote on inspire and honestly we want everyone to vote I laid out what it is to be count me in or a member of this church today And if you desire to do that Some of you have been here a long time you just have, you, You're just you all in You're doing all these things But you just haven't taken that step I encourage you out in both of our lobbies There is this, um, this commitment card And when you put your name down on there Hand it in to us You're saying you're all in And you'll be a member of the church And you can vote um, next Sunday Or the following Wednesday I know some personal friends in here That were part of other denominations or whatever they had some personal convictions that keep them from taking this step they're all in but they have some personal convictions or maybe that you're here today and you're just not ready for that we're not here to rush you into any decision but we do want everyone's voice to count so next week there'll be two different color ballots one will be for those who are members count me all in and those will be for you may count counted all in but you just whatever personal conviction or whatever but we want you to be a part we want your voice to be heard now we can only count the official membership but we want everyone's voice to be heard and we want everyone to vote if you're thinking oh my doesn't really matter you count you matter you may be thinking well he's not going to like my vote you count you matter we're, we're going to move forward together in unity regardless of the vote. We're going to figure it out afterwards together. I'm hopeful and I'm believing that we're going to go forward with Inspire. But whatever the result, we're going to go forward together. We're not going to let anything divide us. But we're going to be united. And the reason we love the word Inspire because it, you, it unites us behind our mission. To inspire other people to take their next step in their journey with God. And following Jesus that's what we want to do we want to inspire others in our workplaces in our schools in our communities in everything we do we want to be a people that inspires others to follow Jesus would you stand with me today thank you for your patience I know I've gone a tad bit longer than normal had a lot to get in uh, pastors including myself will be out in this four-year in this you, uh, for two things one is you're interested in count me all in and you want to sign on the dotted line you want to do that or you may have questions, and that's okay. I've had other people that I've talked to that have had questions, good questions. Or you need more information about the name change. We want you to feel free. Please come talk to us. We would love to have conversations with you. Uh, both will stay to the last person is gone today, but also come by the office this week or make a call, and set an appointment. We care about you we love you we want to hear from you and we're happy to do that heavenly father thank you for this great church thank you lord for bringing some of our past here today to remind us that we stand on the shoulders of those who have gone before us lord help us to be faithful and good stewards of this season and this time for such a time as this to help this church reach its full potential to help inspire people to follow Jesus and take their next step in their journey with you. Lord, thank you that we've had people in our lives that have inspired us, that people that we can emulate, people that we can imitate. And help us, Lord, to also be those that can be mentors to others and help people find you. We love you today. We give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. And all God's people said... Amen. Amen. Have a great rest of your week. We'll see you next Sunday.